Hey, Sunda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk about the emotions that you have bubbling up inside that like need to be expressed to the world? Oh my God, always. <laughs> awesome. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. You didn't trick me at all tonight. That sometimes was amazing. The not, sometimes the not trick is the trick. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting to have to come up with something on the fly. Yes, yes. Anyway, for tonight's topic, uh, Rob Abrazado on Twitter asked us to talk about expressing and concealing emotions in response to our Bad Romance podcast. So this podcast is Poker Face. Because we're doing Lady Gaga songs. Yeah, yeah. Give it. To, give, do it though. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if I can. I was like, it's. I don't know the words well. I was like, da 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 you should have ramped up a little. Like, I couldn't faster. remember. Okay, well, it's all right. It's all right. It's good. I had to work my way through the verse in my head I into gotcha. the chorus. I couldn't get there on my own. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, thank you, Rob, for such a fantastic topic. Um, tonight, uh, we just need, I don't think we really need to talk about the definition of emotion, right? Like, I think we all have emotions. I hope and, so. Um, except, except one of my Game Boys who has had them surgically removed. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We'll talk. We're going to actually talk a little <laughs> bit about that um, as we get into the uh, into the show. But for the most part, I think we all understand emotions, right? There are different emotions, happy, sad, all those, right? Yes. But I think what we do need to talk about, uh, which I think is a really important point to clarify in this discussion, is that there is player emotions, that is, the emotions that the player, Game Master included, right? Game Master as a player of the game. There's player emotions. That is what you're feeling, what I'm feeling at the game. And there are character emotions. What our character is feeling during the game. Now, sometimes those can be in alignment. Because um, I could be happy. And also I'm doing a scene where my character is happy. Right? That that totally works. Um, and sometimes it actually um, can be the result of bleed. Right. So it, it can work a couple different ways. Like I personally could be happy because I had like because it's game night and I'm having a good time. And then, you know, like I hit the first scene and my character's happy and, you know, kind of chatty and upbeat as well. Right. That's like the player flowing into the character. Right. Then there's things like my character's just been betrayed. And of course, my character's angry, but that actually bleeds back into me. And now I'm angry. Right. So sometimes those emotions can be the same and how they get there is bi-directional, right? They can come from the character into the player or from the player into the character. Uh, but they can also be different. Sometimes I can be perfectly happy, but my character's super angry, 
it doesn't affect me, right? I, there's no bleed occurring or whatever. And I'm comfortable kind of managing both of those things. And I'm comfortable with my character being angry and, and um, portraying my characters angry while in reality, eh, I'm perfectly fine. Like, it's really funny because I play so many emotions and for me, I pretty much always play them with bleed. So it's really difficult for me to imagine my character having a strong response and not having a psychosomatic echo. Um, I, I find when I GM that it's much easier. Well, like yeah, GMing, I, if it's NPCs. Yeah, like because yeah. I'm in and out of NPCs and narration and all of that. Like I, I don't really like unless a scene... Unless the scene is something really profound and I've kind of like fallen into a single character to yeah. play, yep. then most of the time I'm just surfacing like like NPCs. I'm like in and out of them or whatever. When I play, I agree. I have a when I play, I my I tend to be more emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect um, sense. Cool. Okay. Carry on. Yeah, no, no, no. I just I think that that's uh, probably the kind of the setup for tonight is that the thing that we just kind of we need to keep in mind about emotions, right? Is that separation? We're going to spend tonight mostly talking about character emotions. Yes. Right? Cuz that's what Rob was asking, right? Expressing and concealing emotions. I don't think he was I don't think he was asking about expressing and concealing your personal feelings at right. the table. Right. That that's could what, be a whole other topic that's and that might be really for. interesting. <laughs> that's what no, no, I mean. For. That could be the thing where you're like you're playing like a really bad game. Right, but you're like trying to be really polite about it and be like, "Oh no, this is great. This is great." Like <laughs> I, I love, I, I love making a strength check at every door. Like, no, that's great. No, like, we shouldn't encourage that. That's nonsense. not genuine. We encourage that is not people to genuine. get up and leave that table. <laughs> yeah, that's not a genuine thing. Don't do that. Um, you know what? Use your own use your own judgment about whether you need to stay at the table or go ride out the session. <laughs> Unless safety's on the line, and of course, if safety's then on the go. line, get, then just get the hell out. Yeah. Um, but short of that, if you're just trying to figure out being polite or whatever. Anyway, I don't think that's what Rob's intent was. So I think tonight our focus is on character emotion, um, how to express character emotion. That's what we're going to talk about first, um, and then third, we're going to talk about concealing emotions because we actually have to talk about something in the middle. To get mm -hmm. to concealing emotions. So, yes. and I don't want to give that away because Rob Ooh. didn't name it. Ooh. So, Rob, if you're listening, we have a, we have a bonus third piece that thing. we put in the middle. Bonus thing. Yes. So why don't Good. you um, why don't you get us started on expressing emotions? Yeah. So th there's a couple of different ways that we can do them, right? If we just really separate things out and single them out as as activities, um, one is that we can actually act them out in the first person, right? So um, that's a lot of what I personally end up doing when I'm, especially if I'm a player at a table, I'm usually acting things out, but um, it tends to work the best when the player and character emotions are in alignment or at least not in conflict, right? So um, if I don't have a lot of energy that night, but my character is supposed to be super upbeat and bouncy, then actually acting that out at the table or on the Zoom um, might be a tall order for me, sure. right? Like that might, that might just be spoons, spell slots, however you want to say it, that I don't have. Um, so like, you know, but way, way number one, method acting. Feel the emotion, be the emotion, do the emotion. I mean, um, that's just, that's just, that's just bleed. <laughs> yes. I think that as I mentioned before, <laughs> I usually play 
by bleed. <laughs> yeah. No, and I and I think that's I mean, I think that's perfectly fine. I think that the important thing to there are a couple of important points here, but I see one that we did not write down. Um, that is worth um, shame on us. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's what I like about when we do this. We just we also spontaneously come up with stuff. Um, I think the thing that needs to be mentioned about acting is that um, there is a certain amount of how comfortable you are emoting those emotions to the group that you're with, which gets into group dynamics and trust and safety and all of those things. Right. And I think because I know your group yeah, and I know your group dynamic and group style, that it's a very safe place to kind of play with very heated emotions. And I'm not talking about like every one of your games is super serious because I have seen, I've also heard stories of your (laughs) games and super serious is not always a, well, here's the thing about our games, and this is part of what I love about them, and this is what I will say about the way that emotions work in them. They fluctuate wildly yeah, from very serious to very wild. Yeah. I mean, and I think that you can do that when you have um, – I mean, there are a number of factors that play into here. One is a personal comfort in acting, right? So some people are very comfortable – um, being on a stage, stage, right? I'm going to use With I'm going to use the ears. air quotes here, right? Yeah. Stage, right? You were a theater kid, right? <laughs> yeah. So very comfortable being on stage, even though as a theater kid, you actually aren't a huge fan I of acting it. in public. I right. hate actually being on a stage. Yeah. But you know what I hate about it? Lines. Sure. It's the same. Uh, this is a total rabbit hole, but it's the same reason I'm absolute shit at running pre-written adventures whether i wrote it or someone else wrote it because i can't remember when i get nervous what the next thing is sure and it's the same as freaking lines so right and and those things those (laughs) things actually don't happen in a game but but so one it's that comfort two it's a trust in the other people that you're um that you're playing with because yes I will also posit, and I think this is true, is that while you are very comfortable acting to a certain emotional level um, in your gaming group, that if I put you at a table full of strangers, while you would still be a comfortable acting your emotions, you may not be as comfortable. I probably wouldn't go. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that at conventions, I don't always go as far. And it depends on the vibe at the table pretty dramatically. Yep. um, How far I end up being willing to go or not. Right. Yep. And then, and then that goes trust and hand in hand with safety. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, so those things all play, those things all play factors um, as part of acting, which is to, to say that, and then, and then I'm going to pass it back to you, which is to say that some people are not as comfortable acting out their character and they're, or some people are not act comfortable acting out their character's emotions. Yes. They may be fine in first person talking as their character um, or doing things as their character, like saying what they're doing or whatever, but may not be comfortable actually acting out emotions. Yep. Yeah. Now, there's one more thing that kind of also dovetails into acting out emotions, which is the thing you noted. Right. Which is that it is also a skill. Right. So it's, it's something that you can practice and get more comfortable with and get better at if you want to. It's a thing that, you know, like all things, if you do it more and then you get better at it. 
Right, which which also plays into that comfort level, right? So mm-hmm. you may just not feel comfortable. And we see, you know, like we see this a lot when you bring new players to the table. Like they're first they're kind of grasping like act, like acting out their character's actions, but like they're not even ready yet like skill-wise to like start dealing with emotions and stuff. Right. <laughs> like just right. get just getting the baseline of like how does the table work and there are mechanics to this story that I have to engage and what are all these weird dice? Yeah, like I would argue that, you know, <laughs> Turning Point is not a game for everybody. Right? I like, would argue that as well. I partially because, you know, there are people who aren't either comfortable engaging with that emotional stuff or um, or literally just don't want to. Like, it's yeah. not everybody's cup of tea. It's absolutely, absolutely my cup of tea. Yep. But, like, that doesn't mean that it's for everyone, and I don't have a problem with that. It happens to be exactly the kind of game that I really like. <laughs> Which now also adds a final piece to this before we go over yes. to, the, uh, to, the, um, to the next the part point, of this. Right, which is they have which, to want it. Yeah, it, it is. It is a preference. Yeah. It is yes. A so it is a it's preference a t- of. I dare say that it is a type of fun. Uh, yeah, I actually I was just going to say something very similar that I think that <laughs> some people derive their enjoyment of yes. RPGs from the acting and expressing of emotions. You absolutely do. I absolutely do. I know I, I don't I did not prepare for this by looking this up, but I know I wrote an article about this on Gnome Stew because I can envision the banner image in my head so right now, you're, now sitting here. Now you have reached like peak <laughs> like podcast. You've like you've you're now you've now I'm done just the as same bad thing. As you. Exactly. Like I'm pretty sure I wrote an article about that. It's not that I'm pretty sure I know I wrote this article. There we go. Um, it's yeah, so give it is, me feels or I don't know. So Fair it's answer. absolutely a preference thing. Um, and just like you said, right, it is a preference thing that some people are going to totally be into and some people are not. Yeah. And even within a group, some people might be like, you know, this person loves to ham it up and this person, well, they're, they're pretty deadpan. Yeah, I mean, I I have to say, I think one of the reasons that my crew right now tends to work together really well is that we're all pretty into emotions, and so we're all on the same page with that. So, like, we all kind of know what we're going into, and then we, like, dive in head first. (laughs) No, I think that, and that makes perfect sense, right? Like, that's that's a preference, um, that is a preference and style. Yeah. um, for, and it's, for a group. For yeah, and it's become the preference for our whole group, um, and, and kind of our table culture that no matter what game we actually play, now at this point we just know that's gonna happen. We're like, okay, cool, whatever. Scum and villainy, no problem. Here's an extra like why it's gonna be a melodrama feels. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna be a side plot of feels. No, it was the main plot. It, <laughs> It'll be a side plot of science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> acting out is definitely a thing you can do, right? We, we we said it's a skill, it's a preference, it's it's a way some people derive joy from the game. It is not the only way to express emotions in an RPG. What's the other way we can do it? Yeah, the other way you can do it is by just narrating them, right? So yeah. you can literally say, and depending on your comfort level, you could say, um, you know, Idella feels or looks sad, angry, happy, whatever. Um, or you can say, I have a big happy smile on my face, right? So you, you can control 
um, how committed you personally as a player have to be in that moment to the reactions of the character by choosing how you refer to them and how you narrate them, narrate that. But um, narrating, it gives you the opportunity to be on the outside and not have to express that emotion yourself, yep. um, which can be more comfortable, right? If you're not comfortable um, emoting those uh, those emotions or if that's just not like how you like to play the game, which is also fine. Yep, um, yep. Or um, it's also something that, um, and I think that this is something that tends to happen for me more as a GM, um, is that I um, I may state, uh, for the record, like what an NPC, for example, is feeling, if it's obvious, right? Oh, I absolutely do this. Yeah. I absolutely do the exact same thing. Like I will always, um, even if I act a little bit of it out, I almost always then follow that with the actual statement yeah yeah because i don't always know um especially when i'm doing npcs right because npcs are so npcs are tricky right because you're often you're doing a bunch of improv off of like a couple of prompts like like i was just doing one for forbidden lands the yeah like i was just doing one for forbidden lands the other day the mayor of this town is this um uh female halfling uh baker and she's the mayor of this town, but she also has not given up her bakery. Yeah. So she really has like no time for like Anything. she has no time for like like bullshit, right? Yeah. But she's also the mayor, so like when the players go to negotiate with her, they had to go to the bakery. Yes. Right. Awesome. So she's like talking to them and negotiating this trade deal, like while rolling out dough. Mm-hmm. Right. But. It's hard, like, to make sure that the players got that she's kind of like this no-nonsense person. You know, I described these actions and everything else, but then I just also said it because, and I think, so I think there's like this, I think there's this misconception in gaming. I'm going to sidetrack for just a tiny second. Sure. (laughs) where, um, Where somehow it's, quote, better to um, act everything out than sometimes to just say things. Mm-hmm. But if I think if I've learned anything from watching TV with subtitles, mm-hmm. it also does not hurt as the game master to subtitle your stuff by just like, I can have her rolling stuff out and she's talking to the players and she's being very short, you know, whatever. Cause I'm going on these like few prompts, like, you know, of like, you know, doesn't like to waste time or whatever but then i can also just say to the players like while you're talking to her she seems very matter of fact and you know like very driven Mm -hmm. and just also put that in there so that there's no mistaking to the players right like the subtitles to the scene you know basically convey that as well yeah this is yeah and that's a thing that i was it's a clarity thing right Mm -hmm. and it's um it's so this is where we get actually to our last point, which is that you can do both. Yeah. Right? So you can mix and match them how you express things, and that's frequently, you know, um a cool thing to do. Because the other part of this is like we don't I don't think you or I run the kind of table where if you the person don't notice a thing, then your character doesn't notice it either. Oh god. Right? No. Like there's none of that happening. So like there's- 
so like, yes, I'm going to play into an NPC so that the players at my table can get as much of that experience as they can so that they can respond in kind. But by the same token, I am just going to tell them what's going on so that they can react appropriately. Yeah, exactly. Like I, 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 I guess the thing that I am no longer enamored with as, and I don't even know if I was ever enamored with it as a kid. I just think I have better tools now right. is the giant misunderstanding in the game because like the yeah. players didn't understand. They didn't get the thing that you did. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they just, didn't get that the mayor's annoyed with them. Right. And they just like went about their way and then right, all like, of a sudden no, get arrested. No, the mayor loves us. <laughs> right. They get arrested and they're like, why? why? And I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. So... I agree. And I, you know, over the years have come to understand that people have different levels of perception, which is, hint, the next part of the <laughs> segment, um, that they, um, that the shared narrative, I guess, I guess the thing I'm, I'm getting at here is, we use this phrase from time to time, right? The shared narrative space is not nearly as much an alignment as people yeah. would like to think as it we is. think it is in our in our mind palaces right like because like we people... all have a different mind palace version of it correct so my goal <laughs> as a gm at all like my goal one of my goals as a gm right the one of the eight one skills, of the eight things yes right is to maintain <laughs> that shared narrative space as yeah. much as possible and so sometimes the simplest explanation or the simplest statement uh helps it's fun to act out the no-nonsense halfling baker, but if everyone doesn't perceive it the same way, then the shared narrative space drifts out of alignment. Yeah. But if I also act it out and add the phrase, yes. she seems to not be wanting to put up with too much, you know, with too much um, flowery talk, everybody's perception aligns better. Yes. Yep. That's it right there. Yeah. And and I will say this, right? Because as humans, yes. <laughs> as humans Oh no, no. I'm going to pause because we should do the next part yeah, because that's like, where because that is where is the, where that goes. is where this piece will come in. Yes. Yes. Good. So Okay, cool. <laughs> expressing emotions pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. We can act them, we can narrate them. It's even better if we if do both. It. But the above. Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable acting them, narrating them is a perfectly valid way to do that. Yeah. Okay. So you, wh whichever one fits you best um, is the way you should do it. Okay. So that's, so before, all right, so we did that part. Now, mm -hmm. before we can talk about concealing emotions, yes. <laughs> we have to talk about the other half of it. If I emote mm -hmm. a, a given emotion... You on the you on the other end of it must perceive yes! that emotion. You... Yes. Yes. Which is a whole other thing, right? That we express in games specifically, sometimes even mechanically, right? Yes. So the key here is that an expressed emotion has to be perceived to be understood in yeah. play, right? Like because if it doesn't yeah. get perceived, then it not doing anything or might be doing something different than you expected it to do because it's not being perceived as the thing you thought you were emoting like ooh, again the shared narrative space can go a little haywire on you um yep. yeah so many times this is like your npcs are going to perceive 
and um, interpret the emotions of the characters um, that they are getting as they interact with them, right? Yeah, I mean, in most cases, it just, you know, if you're angry, they see you're angry. Right, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a base level assumed understanding that they're going to understand kind of where that character is. But there are some exceptions and probably more than we have in this list. But here's a short list of times when that might not be true, right? Correct. Um, you could have a neurodiverse character. You could have aliens who do not express things the same way. And so they aren't interpreting the human, um, you know, nuance in the same way that another human would. Um, you might have an NPC who is in an altered mind state, whatever that means in your game, if they're like drunk or whatever it is, right? Um, sure. You might have someone who is just not paying attention. The player. The or player. Or the character. Or the character. <laughs> either one, they might not be paying attention. Um, yeah. And that can also do a thing. Right. Yeah, and, and this is like, and this is this is where confusion can arise, um, because you might have acted out this scene of your, you know, um, your anger towards some event, and the NPCs like, yeah, cool, yeah, <laughs> right, like, and you're just, and as a player, you're, you're like, like no, I am red I'm hot with rage, rage. Like, there are flames, flames yeah. on the side of my face. Right, and then at that moment, right, the, the GM can be like, "Oh, oh, oh, I get it." Like, yeah, like oh, you're angry. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being sarcastic about yeah. this, right? Yep. Like that kind of thing. So again, this is where, um, like, the NPC has to be able to to receive the emotion and process it. Um, now, sometimes for like the things that we said above, um, those are intentional. Yeah. Right. So, for instance, like, um, well, data can perceive emotions. He can't convey can't really emotions. emote emotions. Right. Yeah. Um, but 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 say if you just if you just throw out there, um, I'm trying to remember in Star Wars, there's like these little beetle people. Okay. And I can't remember what they're called, but they're hilarious and adorable, and they're in campaign Star Wars. A bunch. Sure. Okay. They also, don't understand human reproduction, which is pretty funny. Anyway. I don't think that part's probably canon. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the thing is, they're like beetle people. Like they're they're a hive mind, and they um, have eight legs and antenna, and you know they move around like beetles. And so when a two legged like mammalian person um, expresses something, um, like for example, sarcasm they may not pick up on that at all because it doesn't translate, right? Like, that's not how their society works. That's not how they communicate with each other. That, like, doesn't really work for the hive mind situation because um, they can't really be sarcastic with each other. They just sort of communicate instantly via, you know, telepathy. But, like, so, you know, there's all sorts of things that are contributing to that and the physicality of the two um, creatures looking at each other is one of those things and then, like, the societal background is another one, right? Cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the, the point being is that sometimes NPCs are not going to process emotions uh, correctly. Right. And, um, and within, But do it with intention, right? Yes. Well, right. So we're going to get to part of this. And sometimes... Um, uh, sometimes for other reasons, right? These emotions don't get conveyed. And it is important, again, like this is where a little extra narration as a GM 
does not hurt. Yeah. Because I may be confused by your reaction, but then if I say like, no, he genuinely looks like he doesn't get that you're angry. Yeah. Right? Like that's very different than just like, so he looks and he says, oh, cool. And then walks away. And I don't say anything else, right? Mm -hmm. You have no idea what just happened. Like, right. do I? Did I misunderstand? Right. Like, I the GM? Yeah. Right. Did I? Did I underplay the NPC? Does the NPC else have something else going on? Right. So just that little extra bit of narration, like, yeah, he looks at you, says, "Cool, okay," and then goes back to work, as if he doesn't even register that you're angry. Right. Like that. That conveys a lot of. Um, like that conveys a lot of extra um, piece, like extra depth to the scene. Yeah, and the, like, and you can do that, of course, as a as a player too, right? Like your actions as a player, you can oh. absolutely do the same thing, and please do, right? Yeah, again, it goes back to that narrating your emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So, but the other do thing both. is, if you are on the receiving end of it, you can do the same thing. You could be like, look, um, I see that he's like totally pissed right now i just don't care right exactly right like you can just say that to the gm yep. um and then the gm's like oh okay like and then plays off of that right um and i guess all right so this is now the place where i was about to unpack that okay. other thing okay. i'm now gonna unwrap okay. it here unpack it I'm excited. look here's the thing we as humans aren't always good at this. No. <laughs> right? So we as humans constantly misinterpret each other's emotions. Oh, this um, is why when you ask us questions about social stuff at the table, we always tell you to go talk to people. Yes. This is like, <laughs> this is like basic. Right. So the same. Th so there's absolutely no reason. All right, so look, if we humans have trouble understanding emotions between each other, when you then abstract it between two imaginary characters <laughs> having an interaction, you like that you're both acting, right? You've you've actually made it even worse to understand, <laughs> right? Unless right? So the point being is that once again, a small amount of narration Think of it as the subtitles. Yeah. Right? A small amount of subtitling here will go a long way to kind of to convey and communicate the emotions, right? And that's going to help a lot because what we're really trying to do, at least what I'm trying to do at the table, <laughs> is I want... I don't I don't like the big misunderstanding no. as a trope in my game. No. I want players like if I'm if if my NPC is going to ignore the anger of a player, mm -hmm. I'm going to do that intentionally and I'm going to make sure they know about it. Yeah. And right? that they because know that you did that by intention even if the character didn't do it by intention. Absolutely yes. because because I cuz I'm doing it for a reason, which is often I'm going to I'm raising the stakes on this scene. Right. Like not only did that character not apologize, they brushed they you off and put their head back care. down and went back to work. Yeah, it didn't even care. Yeah. And that is a completely, like, that is saying a completely different thing than if the player, like, like if I turned and was like, he looks very remorseful, not sure, he, he seems to stumble about what to say and then kind of clumsily says, like, okay, thanks. And goes back to work. Right. It's totally different. That's a very yeah. different. That's a very <laughs> different scene. Um, 
So, but, but if I, but, but if I didn't add those little bits of narration, that, that subtitling, you might get that you might get the first, the difference between the first and the second one. But you might not. You might not. <laughs> um, one, because I may not have done a good job acting it or two, you may not have caught the inflections because maybe your phone chirped. Like at the time that I was saying the thing, and I'm not bagging on people for having phones at the table, but I'm saying like the most slightest distraction could have caused that nuance to skip. Yeah. Okay. So again, I I, I found the secret the secret message to this episode is subtitling. Yeah, you should subtitle your episodes. You should subtitle um, subtitle your your actions, your emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so now. Now that we've talked about perception of emotion, we now can get to mm. Rob's final piece of his uh, Twitter query, which is concealing emotions. Yes. Because sometimes your character does not want to show somebody the actual emotion they're feeling and wants to present something else. Right. And sometimes that's because they're actually actively hiding it. Like they know that the NPC is about to walk into the trap. And so they have to continue to look scared and helpless until they step forward into the, you know, hole in the floor or whatever. Right. So sometimes it's like a specific thing that they're doing. But one of the other things that is just sort of true of humans mostly as well is that it's frequently more realistic um, to try to conceal strong emotions, especially strong emotions that are considered to be negative. Um, so like having an emotion that you're suppressing, but it's still leaking through despite your attempts to conceal it sometimes looks or feels even more powerful um, than like, you know, collapsing melodramatically in a sobbing heap or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So it's just a side note. Like, I rarely play characters who just collapse into sobbing messes, but I frequently play characters who are doing their absolute best not to. And it shows. <laughs> and, and, and and the subtitling is what helps with that. Right. The subtitling helps. And then, you know, and then I'm bleeding into the acting part of that, too. Sure. Um, yeah. No, good, good, good. All right. So there are times where you do not want to let that emotion slip. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. There are totally reasons to do this. I think this is a place where third-party narration often helps greatly mm-hmm. um, because I can simply say to the GM that um, despite Core's excitement about his, about his opponent closing in on the, on the edge of the trap – he maintains a very stonewall appearance. Yes. As not to tip his as not to tip his hand, right? That is so super clear. Right. Um that's so super clear and it's it's great, right? Like I think that handles that handles it perfectly. Um now what this really gets down to is that concealing emotions is a form of misinformation, right? It is like fast talking 
lying, bluffing, all of those things, right? It poker face, right? The right. It it more is more and more the, of the words have been coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, poker. So the poker face is absolutely a form of miscommunication, right? When you play poker, you are trying to convey that you don't actually have anything in your hand in order to keep people from folding and and leaving the like leaving the play. Okay, so. Almost every game, I say almost every because, you know, we have to be safe around here versus absolutes. (laughs) Almost every game has some sort of rule for how to handle misinformation. And it'll it'll be good. We're going to talk about some examples in a second of different ways to use it. But it is good to engage these rules to arbitrate whether someone has successfully concealed an emotion or whether someone has perceived that someone is concealing an emotion. The difference between those will have a little to do with the situation that we're talking about and a lot to do with how your game handles uh, misinformation. Is it a um, skill that overcomes something? Is it a head-to-head role where one person is trying to discover and one person's trying to mislead? Um, or is it that you can always mislead, but the onus is on the player to overcome, right? So for instance, um, in that last instance, um, in Numenera, since the GM doesn't roll any dice, mm-hmm. the um, the onus is on the player um, to discover that the person's lying, and mechanically, right? right. It, like, I'm not saying, like, mechanically, the onus is on the player to discover that person's lying. Yeah. Um, in a, um, you know, in a head-to-head game, like, that's pretty obvious, right? You're going to roll to, you're, each person's going to roll whoever gets the most successes, highest number, whatever, it, you know, succeeds. And in a um, rolling over a flat number, um, that's the player's side. <laughs> in Numenera of right. of lying to somebody, right? If a player decides to lie to somebody, they just have to overcome a threshold. Cool. All right. So now there are a couple of exa- there are a couple of different ways that concealing your emotions can occur, depending on PCs and NPCs. Right. We thought we would run through as we kind of get ready to close out this segment. Thought we'd run through the three most common the three most common scenarios. I think they're the only three. Yeah, I don't know how you would have more. (laughs) There's a there's a fourth one, but it's so rare. Oh, if it was that if you're doing it to NPC, like don't do it because then you're just doing it to yourself. You're just a GM rolling dice, like talking to yourself, having a conversation. Don't do that. As much as I can humanly possibly avoid it, I mean, if you're, I almost never if you're, have my NPCs talk to themselves through me. Going to do that, and you're gonna have a real conversation. You hand one of those NPCs to one of the players at your table, and you make them play it anyway. That's that is also fair. <laughs> but okay, we're gonna do the three more common ones. Yes. The ones that you would actually standardly do, probably, um, which right. is like a PC is trying to conceal an emotion from an NPC. Yes. Right. So in that case, um, you know, sometimes maybe they get away with it, and you just like are like, cool, okay. I, I think the judgment Depends. call I make. I think the judgment call I make here in the GM is if my NPC has a reason, a reason to be suspicious. Yes. Yeah. So if my NPC is like the characters, um, 
the character's spouse and they have a super good relationship. Oh, yeah. Right? Then if the character's like, I have to run out to go fight monsters in the sewer, I'm just not telling, you know, like, but I'm telling my wife I'm going to get ice cream. Um, right? I have to go be on duty for the neighborhood watch instead of taking the kids trick-or-treating. No bad example, because at that point, she doesn't quite trust them. I know. That's true. That's And you're okay. spoiling stuff. I was not um, saying what it was from. <laughs> anyway, so if they have a healthy relationship and he says he's running out to go get ice cream when he's really going to go fight monsters, then I, I won't even have the NPC make a roll. Because yeah. I'll be like, no, they trust you. Like, you totally, like, you, you pulled one over. Now, if they are mortal enemies yeah. and one of them is like, you know, step closer... Yeah. Right. <laughs> then I'm going to be like, no, this guy doesn't trust you. He's definitely going to see if you're lying. And then I'm going to drop right into the rules and engage the mechanics. Yeah. Okay. How about PC to PC? Yeah, PC to PC. I, so to me, this one super depends, right? Um, and uh, and I, I think it's because um, the way that I play a lot right now, um, we don't tend to roll that stuff um, as long as it is super clear in the scene exactly what's happening. And it frequently is for my particular group. But if we needed to know, right, then we would roll. So we engage those mechanics when we need the mechanics to inform us. Um, otherwise, a lot of times when there is a strong story direction and no conflict between the actual players about how the scene will go, like the players are like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm totally in. Um, and they don't need a randomizer for that event, then we'll like just go for it and not interrupt the cool role play that is occurring. Yeah, I think the only time I get mechanics involved in PC to PC is if one of the players specifically says, Yes, I'm suspicious. Do I know he's Do lying? I know he's lying. Yep. Right. Or can I tell he's lying? Like as soon as they ask that question, mm -hmm. then I'm like, Cool, drop in. Like we're into, now we're like, we're into mechanic time now. Yep. Um, but if but if one of them looks at the other one is like bullshit, yeah, like it's not my like that's not my place to get into the middle yeah. of it, and like, that's what tends to happen at my table, which is why we don't frequently engage those for PC to PC conversations. Yeah, it's really only important to me if a player asks if they know they're being yeah. lied to. Yeah. Um, now sometimes the player knows they're being lied to. Yes. And are okay with it because they're going to just basically make the situation worse for their character. Yes. And again, I don't interfere with those things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the last one is when an NPC lies to a PC. Yes. So this, um, is, this is the one where um, they're going to get a roll. If they don't figure it out for me, they're going to get a roll. Uh, yeah. If the, yeah, I guess if I guess for me, it's not if they don't figure it out. If um, or maybe we're saying the same thing. Yeah. If they don't ask for the roll. Right. I'm going to just offer the role. Yeah. Like not even yeah. offer. I'm going to just call, call for, for it. a role, make them roll. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is a case where, um, this is a case where the PC may be more competent. Yeah. Than, than the player. Yes. Right. So, yep. so you, um, yeah, you, you have to accommodate for that. Yeah. You, and, you accommodate for the competence of the character. And, and, the character is not working through the several levels that the player is working through. Yeah, like if my like if my if my if my player has a character who's like a behavioral, you know, um, an FBI behavioral scientist, and the serial killer posing as the uh, convenience store clerk 
is, you know, totally bullshitting them and the player uh, like takes it. Right. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I guess I'm going to go look for the serial killer somewhere else. Right. You can be like, yeah, hang on. I'll be like, you know what? Make, you should make a make roll. Make a roll. Yeah. Yeah. But if the player says it first, if the player's like, I don't know, this guy seems weird. Can I make a roll about this? I'll be like, yeah, absolutely roll. I, I will let the player make a roll no matter what. Like, like if they say it, whether that guy's lying or not, I'm like, go ahead, make a roll. Right? I'll just give them whatever, you know, I'll let them go off of whatever they perceive, like whatever they perceive as the information. But if they roll and they're successful, I'm always, I'm absolutely always truthful about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You right. Have like to. I like I am. You can never like. I do not like being an unreliable narrator no. as a GM. No. My no. NPCs can be unreliable That's different. narrators. Yes. Yes. But you, the GM, you have to. Didn't we? Ha- I think we've we've done this. Feel like we've we done, did that episode. Okay. We did a whole thing cool. on that, right? <laughs> so yeah. So for the for the NPC one, if the NPC's lying, I almost always want the PC to have a chance. Yes. To perceive it because there's a chance that the PC, uh, it, well, the reality is the PC is actually in the scene with that person, yeah. not being, you know, portrayed through. Yes, so, not portrayed yes. through the levels of both you and them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add to this topic or do you want to just start proceeding into wrapping it up? Yeah, no, we can just jump right on into wrapping it up. Okay, cool. Rob, I hope we hit all the uh, major points that um, that you wanted to hit. Um, I thought this was fun. I remember those... so many more words to the song now than I did. Yeah, at the I don't even want to get you into. Uh, <laughs> we'll take it somewhere. We'll take it somewhere else. We'll, t- into we'll the, take it into to the, the bamboo the lounge. lounge or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in order for us to get the show closed out, we need to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. What is that show? Yeah, on the Gnomecast, several gnomes from Gnome Stew get together to talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and avoid being thrown in the stew. And I can tell you, coming soon. Hear ye, hear ye, we shall talk about journaling. I know that you are all astonished that I would talk about journaling. Amazed. (laughs) But it's coming soon. (laughs) Unbelievable. Right. All righty, Senda. Mm -hmm. How can people reach us? Uh, on the internet well you can find us on twitter at pandas talk games you can find us in the misdirected mark forums at forums.misdirectedmark.com or you can drop us an email panda at misdirectedmark.com or if you're super snazzy you can find me at least on the tiktok because my handle is the same and i keep reminding phil changes but he hasn't yet it's not that i don't want to i know i know i'm like next time you're on tiktok you're gonna change your name anyway next time i'm on tiktok's a terrible time to ask me because i'm just watching videos anyway okay well anyway 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 once they find us in one of those locations what can they do with that information yeah absolutely please do what rob uh abrazado did tonight by just asking us uh, a question posing a topic uh, just asking us to uh, talk about a specific thing in gaming. Uh, we love doing all of those things. We love hanging out and um, getting nerdy about gaming. But more importantly, we really like getting nerdy about gaming, talking about things that are make your games better. Uh, because that right there is the reason we're here, is that we uh, want to make your games better. And by better, we mean more entertaining, more pleasant, so that you have a good time. Uh, So hopefully, as you listen to this, there are things you can kind of pull out 
and uh, use to make your games better. If you like what we do here on the Misdirected Mark Network or elsewhere, or say if you like what we do here or elsewhere <laughs> on the Misdirected Mark Network, consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Uh, patrons get access to the Slack Room for Life. Uh, that's a big one. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of good chatter going on. There's a lot of good recipes going on. Like there's a lot of good food in okay, that. Have in, I been in, missing in recipes recently? I should go check that channel. Yeah, you should check out PK's griddle. He got like one of those full range griddles. Ooh, anyway, yeah. Um, it's a great place to go. We have Friday luncheons where uh, we get together on the Zoom um, because most of us are still working from home. So we get together and we have lunch together. Uh, Eastern East Coast lunch. Um, yeah, brunch for me. Insert your own meal or, you know, meal or beverage into whatever time zone works for you. Um, we love having people out there. It's a little chaotic. I will say this. It's a little chaotic, but um, it's just nice to kind of see faces and hear voices of all of you um, as I shovel uh, my takeout Chinese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, um, everything that you do to support the network helps greatly. Um it makes all of the things that we do here possible, and we are immensely grateful for it. Um, if you are already back in the Patreon campaign, thank you very much. And if you are uh, unable to back the Patreon campaign, we totally understand. There's still one more thing you can do for us. We always need new listeners. More than the 124 of you. Um, <laughs> Actually, it's more than that, which is why I feel good about our podcast. I know it's a joke. There, it's a joke that the, the median average, the for median podcasts. average of, All podcasts. of for podcasts is one hundred and twenty-four listeners. So I'm like, hey, we're beating the average. We're doing we're beating the average beating the here. odds here. Doing great. Anyway, anyway, we need more <laughs> listeners. We always need more listeners, and the way that we get more listeners. Well, one, we just assume you've already told everyone. So there's just still one more thing you can do after you've told all your friends to listen to us, and that is to help strangers find us. And the way that you help strangers find us is not to go out in the street and just start telling people. It will have mixed results, and we don't want to put you in any jeopardy. <laughs> there's another thing you can do that tells strangers about the show that is far safer um, and that you can do it in the comfort of your own home. Um, and don't have to worry about social distancing or anything. Senda, what is that thing? You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help people find the show because algorithms and stuff, like it bubbles us up and then we show up higher and then people listen to us, uh, which is great. So thank you so very much to everybody who has already left a review. They make us super warm and fuzzy inside. They're super delightful, and I love all of you. <laughs> um, and uh, I, what do I usually say after this? Uh, I do. Yeah. Say, Senda, show me what emotion you're going to convey at the table in your next game. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Click, click. Yeah, waveforms. Yep, I got some waveforms. All right. On the waveform side of the street. Oh, I should use my fancy... Uh, you should. You should use your fancy record. Yes, 
the panda one. Misdirected Mark word scramble. Good thing we're not in the show yet. Okay. Well, that's okay because I I'm not going to start it till we actually start the show. So. Oh, where is the beginning of the notes? There we By go. By the yeah, there we go. All right, you tell me when you're ready. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm ready. Okay. Uh. Here we go. Uh, I feel like we're going to do poker face. <laughs> poker face. <laughs> 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 <laughs>